are listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with my good, great, wonderful friend, Father Mike. Coming to you live from the guest bedroom of the St. Anthony Friary here in Durham, North Carolina, <laughs> which hosts the two friars who work at uh, Duke University, uh, the two friars who run the campus ministry at the other school, and a fifth friar who is the pastor of uh, Holy Cross Parish here in Durham. Yes, coming to you live from that guest bedroom where the Wi-Fi signal is the strongest. <laughs> here I am. It's me. Good to see you, Queenie. Yeah, even good virtually. to see you. I'm glad that you, um, this is a priority uh, moment for you. So you go where the bandwidth is strongest. I do. I, I you know, I care about our, our listeners. Um, yeah. I mean, my I end say? of your review, it was okay that it was all, you know, broken up. And well, I mean, that was basically your performance is <laughs> mirrored your performance, which is kind of broke, broken up. But broken up. Broken, unreliable. Broken, broken, I would say. That's probably where it ended. But uh, well, we live in a, in a broken world. That's right. We are broken humans. Well said. Well mm -hmm. said. Good to be with you. Good to be with our listeners. And uh, good, to be, um, good to be alive. God is good. God is good. God Amen. is good. Um, How are you doing today? Great. I was bragging. Oh, you, have a, you have a frothy coffee, you told me, right? Yes. Uh, DIY at home chai latte. I'm not going to take a sip right now because we're talking, but mm -hmm, well, it's I'll delicious. Take a, I'll take a sip of my decaf uh, coffee that's not, I, I wonder if I can slurp maybe. Oh, please do not do that. Please save us all from that. Did you hear me gulp? Slightly. Slightly. It's okay. That's not one of my favorites. Our listeners understand. They've 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 been in that experience. They know what it's like. So God but bless our listeners. Yes. Did you sleep well last night? I did. I got a new mattress like two days ago. OMG. I know. It was my first mattress purchase as an adult. That's a very a very adult thing to do. The next adult thing is actually well, no, the first adult thing is getting new pillows. You know, oh, I've got, I got new pillows a long time ago. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's the first adult step. The second one is a new mattress. Um, can I ask, did you buy it in a box or was it delivered by a, a, a mattress company? It's delivered by a mattress company. Uh-huh. Because I've seen some of those, you know, ones that kind of, I'm, I'm intrigued by those. I think Michelle on our staff, I think they, they tried one of those. Um, I think they like it, but I don't, I, the last mattress I had was like very like heavily foam and it, I ran, run so hot when I sleep. And so it was, it was not comfortable. I need sure. some sort of hybrid traditional situation. Gotcha. So it's great. The, that's great. Um, do you know how often they say you should uh, replace your, uh, your, your mattress? 10 years. Eight. Every eight. eight years. And they say something like by the end, by the end of eight years, it's almost, it's some ridiculous amount, like it's almost doubled in weight. And do you know what the weight's from? Um, stuff from my body, I presume. Hello, that's it. And dust, Gross. and you know, just Dust, mites, skin. moisture. Yeah, mm -mm. yeah. So that's, that's I mean, that's, that should be a podcast conversation right there. What's well, I'd say if, you know, if the rest of the episode is a dud for our listeners, at least they've learned some <laughs> basics of mattress hygiene. 
<laughs> and oh, something to think Lord. about when you're purchasing a mattress. I'm telling you, it's a slow spiritual day here at the Fireside <laughs> Chat when uh, when we're we're talking uh, mattress preferences. Um, <laughs> what do you got on the docket for us today, there, Queenie? All right. Well, um, you know, it's just thinking about it is a it is a strange summer. Um, An SS, we like to call it a strange summer. SS. No, we don't like to call that. SS has negative connotations. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. It's not that. I know you're too young to remember the Second <laughs> World War. So, <laughs> uh, thank you. Hey, your 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 end of year review already took place, so you don't have to, you know, kiss up anymore. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, I play the long game, Father Mike. I'm already preparing Way for the year's end of your review. Way so. to go. Um, but it is a strange summer, no doubt. I mean, mm -hmm. really, uh, some, uh, you know, it's interesting. One thing I found strange out that's sort of not in the COVID uh, vein, but the weather here in uh, Durham has been phenomenal. Mm. You know, normally we are already baked into yes. just crispiness. Yes. But um, that, I mean, it's, it's been warm like the last week and a half or so, but not killer hot. No. And before that, I mean, it was, and so that's interesting, but more to the point, the, the strangeness has all of us uh, doing some things a little differently. Yeah. I, I never, never in a million years would have thought we'd be excited to have mass in a garage and... <laughs> Um, and thinking about like the way the semester is going to go and, you know, we've decided, okay, we're going to do this other big event that we do in a garage. garage. And now, it's unbelievable to me. Well, t uh, tell me, you've, um, you've been on both sides of Mass in the Garage. You've been there mm -hmm. and you've also been away and watched it. Mm -hmm. um, does it... Um, what's what's the i mean we can talk about the vibe in the garage but what's the vibe online is it how different i mean obviously it's a different you know beauty in goodson that you know is a little but what's the sense when you're watching um at least for me i can't speak for most of our viewers maybe um i i do miss the like uh the space of Goodson and like that familiarity but I think the familiarity of you and Father Brad continuing to preach and um seeing people from the community who I recognize as lectors um during normal times go up there and you know sometimes it takes me a while to figure out who it is behind the mask, the mask yeah mm -hmm. but um it's really it I think it's cool to see other to see people coming back together in person again, in a safe way. Um, Very distanced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say, um, I, obviously I can't really respond from, you know, watching, because that's just not my perspective, but um, celebrating in the garage um, has been, um, in some ways it's, obviously it's much better than celebrating with an empty chapel. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I will say that um, when the people who are there are masked, it, you can't really see the, any facial expression. So it's hard to, it, it, it doesn't have the same, you know, so it's, it's still very different. Um, yes. um, but better, 
by all, I mean, I, I'm grateful just to see um, people coming and, and I mean, that garage is massive. I mean, it is massive and people are all spread out, which is great. I mean, I just, it, it's really worked out well. I, I'm not looking forward to the first Sunday we have mass where it's pouring outside, um, like windy, rainy, stormy. Um, that's going to be a little challenge. We've had pretty windy um, and with the banner, you know, I'm waiting for that to come ripping down or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but I do agree that like lack of, um, there's only so much that you can like squint your eyes so that people know you're smiling under your mask. Like you, you are losing so much. Um, and, and even people's responses are further muted by the, by the mask. But, mm -hmm. um, but at least hearing some responses has been, for me at least, has been a, um, a, a blessing. And then just being able to um, distribute communion. Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to walk around to people and, uh, and share with them the body of Christ. That has been, um, I, I feel so um, honored and so good. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm giving, you know, not that I didn't, don't feel that way normally, but it's something very different about, <clears throat> pardon me, when usually at mass when people walk up to you but the mm -hmm. way that the way that we're doing it now, our our Eucharistic ministers, we're walking to everyone, and so to actually go to them to bring them the Eucharist, there's something I think kind of holy about that for me. I, I just I feel like I'm just the bearer of some tremendously awesome gift, mm -hmm. and people are extending their hands to receive it, and just wow, yeah, mm -hmm. really yeah, my my small group um and actually a couple conversations i've had recently with um like recent duke alums we've talked a lot about very different reactions to being able to go back to mass and being able to receive the eucharist again um and it makes me feel better about my varied like reactions and emotions um like i know we talked about kind of towards the beginning of quarantine, like this, this longing to receive the Eucharist because we were being denied um, receiving. Um, then, you know, you, you get used to it some and you still like will feel it occasionally, but it's not, it wasn't this, at least for me, it wasn't like the same as in the beginning. And then being able to go back, I was ex really excited the first time. Um, but then it was kind of like, the next Sunday, it was like, okay, I already, not taking it for granted quite, but um, just that, that hunger and desire and excitement was already waning. Right. Can, I, can I ask, was that your computer that made a sound? No, I mean, yes, it was my phone. I know, I'm in trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> I chastised Father Mike before we started. Is Constantly. Is computer going to make constantly <laughs> no but it's interesting um and there's still so many folks that aren't able to go um, either because it's not being uh or it's not allowed to, or permitted to be uh, yeah. uh celebrated publicly uh in their parish or in their locale or because of their own uh concerns for their own health and well-being they have judiciously decided to stay home i get that mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that makes a whole lot of sense, obviously. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I do, I, I do believe that 
this moment is challenging all of us as believers to say, um, while so much is being dictated to us, we've got to be um, even more proactive in the celebration of our own faith or else we will find ourselves over time just sinking into this pattern of less public celebration of our faith. And slowly that will become more normative for us such that when we are able to, you know, it may not seem like as, as critical for us to be able to do. And so mm-hmm. I think there's, there's some real challenges, I think, for, uh, for Christians today, uh, in particular for Catholics who uh, believe in, you know, the, the real presence and how that cannot be substituted um, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in, in casual ways. You know, certainly is God withholding his, the greatest of his graces from people who can't, because of, you know, their circumstance, who can't, um, you know, get to the Eucharist? Absolutely not. God is showering them with all kinds of grace. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that we've got to find ways to be more proactive so that we don't, um, that this doesn't become normative when it, you know, in a future moment, hopefully when it's no longer the norm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I do. And it, this might be a little bit of a jump, but what you're saying kind of reminds me of a discussion you and I had. Um, I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast, but um, it was after a lecture series on the Eucharist and we were talking about different ways of thinking about the Eucharist. Like, of course, we believe it's a source and summit, but then you were talking about how intent matters yeah, in a relationship. I, I, I think um, whereas external expressions mm-hmm. um, are, you know, speak volumes, we're, we're living in a time when um, racial injustice, especially mm-hmm. in the Black community, is, has um, taken center stage for, um, for all the wrong reasons and all the right reasons. In other words, it's sad that, you know, uh, uh, mm. uh, George Floyd is murdered, you know, mm-hmm. or, or any of the other, you know, folks whose lives have been Breonna taken, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and um, the, that reality is showing us that the external manifestations mm. are, are, you know, you can't deny them. But there's also this sort of internal intent mm-hmm. you know, that is, you know, I, I want to say equally as important and maybe more important as it, you know, as it drives us in ways that we may not even be aware mm-hmm. of how we, when we're talking about race, you know, how we uh, understand or view uh, uh, blacks or uh, or folks of other uh, racial or uh, racial or ethnic uh, groups or any group really, but mm-hmm. um, and so the same can be said, you know, when we talk about intentionality around our um, our Catholic faith, you know, that if you know if we're just doing the externals and we haven't seen that internal change of heart, 
Mm -hmm. um, take away the externals and forget the internal mm. change of heart. Like it's going to be, you know, and, and so, um, you know, it's like if, if you allow for lawlessness and injustice against uh, the black community to go unchecked, forget ever trying to change racist hearts and racist attitudes that, um, that any of us have, mm -hmm. you know, or, or all of us have, who knows, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's, um, that's where there's a similarity here around mm -hmm. the, the dynamic of the external expression and the, the internal dynamic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, again, you know, it's interesting, the whole mask question, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're now, I, you know, sure, there are some people not wearing masks because they forget or because they're just not as cognizant or they're tired or, you know, any of a number of non, mm -hmm. let's not read into it ways, right? Um, but then there are mm -hmm. a whole slew of folks who are not wearing a mask because they're going to they're gonna make a statement and that statement mm -hmm. is blank, you know, like by, yeah. by me not wearing a mask, what I'm really saying is X. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I had someone who emailed me um, wanting to know when we were going to stop requiring masks being worn uh, at mass. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond to that. I mean, every, I have no, I, well, how do I know when that's going to be? But I know I'm following the yeah. governor and the bishop. But, and, right. You know, and, and the clearly, university, the university right, right, exactly. finally came up with a statement that you have exactly. to wear a mask on campus. So. Exactly. So, you know, obviously whatever response I give to this person, and they're not a student, so I, I kind of feel a little less uh, obliged to, you know, to, to try and respond in a way that's going to, you know, I don't want to say make them happy, but because clearly there's no, anybody that asks that question, there's no response I'm going to make that's going to make them happy. Right, so, right. you know, we're living in this, uh, in this masked world. Um, which in many ways can mask a whole lot, you know? Mm. And, and so there's, there's a, I think a metaphor here that, um, you know, can we particularly, um, as we've tried to say from a racial perspective, can we unmask the hidden um, racist views that um, I know I have, struggled with and I'm sure you know a number of people have as well mm -hmm. can we can we strip that mask away and see it for what it is um, can we also um, do that even in our own spiritual journey and mm -hmm. realize that the externals have sometimes masked um, a real depth of relationship with Jesus that that mm -hmm. you, you know you can't you can cover it up a little bit but come on now you know? Yeah. What, what would your encouragement be to a student who finds themselves in that situation where stripped of like the ritual of going to mass um, and celebrating um, has left them realizing, oh, gosh, maybe I don't have the personal relationship that I thought I did. Um, what would be your encouragement or suggestion? Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, trust that the Holy Spirit is what's what's at work. Mm -hmm. You know that um, God never leaves us. That you know, there's that hope that we want to have. That you know, it's not all on our shoulders here. That it's mm -hmm. 
God's spirit has been given to us and never, ever question that. Never disbelieve that you aren't empowered, empowered by the Holy Spirit. I mean, think about that concept and that word, you know, that my relationship with Jesus from Jesus's side is as strong as it could ever be. You know, it will never be stronger. God can't love me any less. The Holy Spirit is the indwelling of that love. And so the more I focus on that, my gosh, I am loved that much. That, and the more I, I, you know, don't rely on my ability to love God, rely on God's ability to love me. Hmm. So I, I think that's the first perspective. The second is, you know, you see people getting creative in their garage or in their spare bedroom or in the middle of the living room, you know, where they've got uh, two, you know, five pound bags of flour and they're using them to lift because they don't have, you know, weight equipment. You know, we, we're pretty creative when we want to be, you know, mm -hmm. so don't, don't think that we don't have that creative gene to be able to say, okay, what um, relationship muscle with Jesus do I want to exercise today? Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a history in the Catholic church of a tradition of 2000 years of some very creative people. And, um, and you and I are, are two of them, you know, and, and, and we're building upon that, that creative tradition as well. So there's a host of, of dynamics. And, you know, like if you have an internet connection, stop your whining, you know, because there is so much out there mm -hmm. as far as opportunities to really explore this, then there, are, there's, ever been. I mean, it's one thing if you're, you know, a wilderness woman, you know, or you're, you're out in the wilderness and, you know, you haven't been to the Eucharist in, you know, in six months because the, the local pastor hasn't passed through your way in Wyoming or whatever. You yeah. know? And, and you, you know, you're, you're, you're chopping down trees for firewood and stuff. And how do I develop a relationship with Jesus? Mm. I, okay. That, that's, that's a whole nother podcast we'll, we'll, we can do on, you know, survivor, survivor Jesus or something. Um, but um, that's not our story. You know, mm -hmm. we've got resources coming out our ears. Um, mm -hmm. Actually going into our ears. You like this? Huh? huh? Oh, look at Your that. Bugs? Going huh? into our ears. So good. Well, how, do, how do I make these segues? You know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned earlier, um, about St. Bonaventure. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know if you're aware <laughs> that we have talked about, um, you know, trying to um, spice up some of our, you know, our programming a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, That was yeah. a song from? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, the latest of a new segment in our podcast that Emma is upset Who about. Who Wants to Be a Saint. Because it's, uh, it, uh, I, my sound effects are too loud um, and, um, and I don't care. Yes, we, um, we've got a very, very exciting program for you, a, a very exciting um, uh, latest mm. in our series. Uh, it's called Emma Gonna Be a Saint. Mm. 
That is the, that's the segment. What a creative title. Emma gonna be a saint. Uh, that's, that's a question mark at the end. And well, so by in, the grace of God. That's right. That's, that's right. In this, in this little segment, we're going to ask Emma some, uh, we're going to ask her three questions. Uh, and they are about the saints. And um, we're going to see whether or not she's going to be uh, a saint. So um, in our first round of questions, we're calling mm -hmm. the first round the servant of God round. Oh, boy. The reason we're calling it the servant of God round is that's the first layer, the first level in your sainthood process, that you're first declared by the church a servant of God. So if you get that mm -hmm. question right, we are going to give you one point. All right? Great. And, and in that round, you get no help. Okay? <laughs> okay. All right. So. Um, <laughs> this is going to go really poorly. Uh, no, it's not. I mean, you're, you're, you've got skills, so. Um, all right, so that's just, you know, a little drama, the music there. Question number one, are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right, so we can't give you any help. Question number one is, well, let me ask you, who, do you, who would you rather be, St. Peter or St. Paul? Because I'll give you, I'll give you an option of you can pick either one. The question will either be about St. Peter or about St. Paul. I'll do that. Which one? Paul. All righty. St. Paul. Okay. Our question is St. Paul was beheaded instead of crucified because A, he didn't think himself worthy of dying like Jesus. B, he was a Roman citizen. C, his executioners took pity on him and allowed him to die quickly. Or D, none of the above. I'm going to go with B. He was a Roman citizen. That's what your, is that your final answer? Ooh, final answer. I'm proud of myself for that one. Way to go. Way to go. That is, that is correct. Um, so, um, yeah, you got, you got one point on the, the servant of God round. The second round, round two, is called the venerable round mm. because you go from servant of God, then you become a venerable. Like and in the venerable cheese. round, this will be for two points. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give you a 50-50 option. So in, um, whenever we decide which saint you're going to select, Mm -hmm. After I um, give you the options, we, we can, you can uh, select and I will take two of the incorrect question, answers out. Is that Great. okay? Got it. So in the venerable round, would you like St. Thomas Aquinas or St. Bonaventure? <laughs> hmm. Huh? Neither. I'm sorry. That's an incorrect answer. But, All right. Uh, I will take Aquinas. Right. How am I doing with the sound effects? Good. Mm. You're going to take uh, Thomas Aquinas. Okay. St. Thomas Aquinas was born in the year A, 1025, B, 1125, C, 1225, or D, 1325.
<laughs> so we're basically saying the 11th, 12th, 13th, or 14th century. Right. All right. Uh, 50-50, please. All right. Uh, we will take out A, 1025, mm -hmm. and we will take out B, 1125. So it's either 1225 or 1325. I really can't remember if he was like same time period as Francis, but I'm going to guess that he was. So I'm going to say 1225. Oh, I'm giving myself pats on the Way back. Way to go. Way to go there. Did the 5050 um, help you out? Probably. A yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Right. There we go. All right. Now, round three, ladies and gentlemen. Is this the final round? This is the final round. This is the blessed round. The blessed round. So if you get this one, then you will become a saint. Emma going to be a saint because you will have the, today is, uh, pardon me, this is uh, for, uh, for five points. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, but it's only five points if you do it on your own, all right? But you can phone a friend. I can? You can, but you'll I only can get- I G-chat Rob Juan? You'll, you can only, uh, you'll only get uh, three points if you phone a friend. Okay. okay. In which case you will remain a blessed, which is pretty good. I mean, that's, that's a good thing, all right? So here's the question. Um, or here, here's the two saints, St. Teresa of Avila or St. Catherine of Siena? Who do you want? Avila. Avila. Mm. Okay, that was great. So with Teresa of Avila, St. Teresa of, of Avila was an avid, now she was a 16th century Spanish Carmelite, right? Okay. So, but she was an avid A, book reader, B, seamstress, C, card player, D, pastry chef. Do you want to answer on your own or would you like to phone a friend? Or you could call Shelly if you wanted. You think Shelly would know about St. Teresa of Avila? Well, she, she does have some um, Spanish relatives. I don't know. That might help. <laughs> or Rob, but you only get one. Oh dear. And quickly, I mean, come on. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to phone a friend. I'm going to G-chat Rob. All right. That's assuming he's going to respond right away. I mean, this is live, live podcasting. I mean, it doesn't get any more raw <clears throat> than this. No, it doesn't. We're setting, we're setting new standards in, um, in the, the uh, podcast world. And <laughs> if he, if he, he cannot go online and check for the answer. Oh, Rob wouldn't do that. He's a, Rob is a very faithful trivia person. Oh, okay, good. He's also a very avid trivia person. Hello, Dr. Robert Wan. Hello, what's up? Hello, Karen. Our in control of the soundboard. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's why it blows out your eardrum. <laughs> so now here we are with uh, Emma has brought on. Well, Emma, introduce if you would please the your phone a friend uh, person. Sure. This is my 
super duper smart, amazing at trivia, never loses at trivia, knows everything, and definitely would never let me down, friend, Dr. Robert Wan. Really a very low pressure introduction. Uh, what a great <laughs> intro. And we, uh, we're glad to hear you, Rob. And uh, I mean, you are a professor and um, you know a lot about a lot of things. Emma says that you are a, uh, a real um, uh, go-getter when it comes to the trivia world. So let's, uh, let's test um, your, your trivia knowledge. Here in Emma Gonna Be a Saint, which is our uh, recent podcast, uh, our newest podcast segment, uh, we've gone on three, uh, three rounds. The first round was called The Servant of God. And one point, Emma got that uh, correct. It was a question about St. Paul. Uh, in the second round, we called the venerable round, uh, which was for two points. It was a 50-50, though, so it made it a little easier. She got a correct answer about St. Bonaventure. And now we are in round three, the blessed round. And um, she will not be a saint yet because she decided to phone a friend, but she could get three points here. There were uh, two options. She could go St. Teresa of Avila or St. Catherine of Siena. She opted for uh, Teresa of Avila, the 16th century Spanish Carmelite. And this is the question. St. Teresa of Avila was an avid A book reader, B seamstress, C card player, D pastry chef. Wow. How about that? <laughs> wow. So reached out to her good friend, very knowledgeable Rob Wan, to help her become blessed. Emma going to be a blessed. Emma, why don't you and Rob discuss this? Which, uh, you know, where are you going to go with this? Gosh, this is, this is bad. You don't know this one? No, but since, since I have a stage here, I can say some things. Number one, great naming of the rounds. Thank you. Surely, phone a friend in this format should be called like "ask for a friend's intercession" or something like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, we've got to bring Rob in on the production side because mm -hmm. he's he's got it going. Yeah. Well, he's a part of the board now, so that's right. You've truly. Uh, yeah, you missed an opportunity there, Father Mike. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so what are the options are book reader, sorry, yeah, book reader, seamstress, uh, card, card player, player, pastry chef. Pastry chef. Man, card reader would be surprising, wouldn't it? That's yeah. the one that's like, that's... But it also seems like a weird one to have made up as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. It sounds too weird to be made up. Mm. What are your other thoughts then? Reader seems too boring. Yeah, it's, Seamstress it is, is a little bit boring. Like, I feel like the card or the pastry chef are like, why he would pick a question about it. That's true. Although, how many, how many pastries are those Carmelite nuns making? Like, like baker seems like more reasonable. <laughs> I, I don't know. Pastries are pretty. Okay. Um, I'm growing a beard here. All right. So I think there is some sort of time frame in the Emma going to be a saint uh, uh, program option here. So uh, you, you, you're going to make a selection there, Queenie, or not? 
You're going to stay venerable your whole life. <laughs> Come All on. right. What do you think I go for? Cards or pastries? Uh, you're you're going to go for one of those, huh? Oh. <laughs> I, I think you should probably go for seamstress or book reader. <laughs> 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 Nothing like coming full circle. Yes, we eliminate them and then we bring them back. That's that's always helpful. Oh boy. I mean, I I would all I always go for the safe option. I'm a. So that's seamstress. Could, could be seamstress, yeah. <sighs> all right, we'll go with. Wait, I w I would go book reader personally. <laughs> okay, we'll say book reader. Is that your final answer? <laughs> it is? It's final answer. You know what's crazy is that I I had this all queued up and ready. I mean, the whole dialogue was nothing having to do with book reader. Wow. And then Rob, you came I literally to book reader Yes. It just, it just, it seemed the most plausible one, but Emma almost put card player. <laughs> really? I put card player because I'm a card player. <laughs> I put pastry chef because, well, I don't know, somebody's got to be a pastry chef. <laughs> so, uh, in this latest segment, which Emma has uh, said she likes more than, um, than our other, what was our other segment called? Yeah, our other is called Dogma or Damned. Yes, Dogma or Damned. All right, Rob, listen, great having you with us as uh, Emma's phone a friend and um, the first impromptu um, Fireside Chat visitor. Um, really want to thank you for that. And um, maybe it might be time to straighten up the bedroom there, buddy. Um, we got um, maybe some, some clothes to put away or something. Or so into lockdown here, Father Mike. There's only so much that you can expect. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. It's probably true. Alrighty. Nice clothes is a win today, actually. So, <laughs> way to go. Way to go. Well, Dr. Rob, thank you. Thank you for All joining right. us. And uh, we're going to finish up our podcast, and maybe you'll uh, become a listener. And if not, um, well, we know whether you'll be dogma or damned. We know the <laughs> uh, the answer to that question. So, thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Having thanks, you. Rob. Right. See you, Rob. Goodbye. <laughs> Wow, that was fun. Our first impromptu guest. Impromptu guest. That's right. That was uh, that, that worked out well. And um, he hopped on. Yeah. So grateful. I mean, these are the kinds of things you have to do in a pandemic. You know, you've got to be able to on your on your toes, uh, adjust, adapt, pivot. That's right. And um, okay. yeah, that's, that's my new word. Um, have you noticed? Mm -hmm. I have yeah. noticed. You've oh, been yeah. reading some uh, Silicon Valley. CEO books, haven't you? Um, no, but no. Um, that maybe they've been listening to me. Oh, that's it. That's probably more the case anyway. Um, but, you know, in this pandemic, I hope that, um, you know, that call to, to sainthood doesn't mm -hmm. get lost, you know, that we don't yeah. find ourselves doing just the minimum, but rather that we have hope that um, God can do great things in us. And that's the thing that I think is getting lost sometimes in the midst of these uh, challenging times is that mm -hmm. we're, um, 
we're fearful and uh, we don't know so much. We um, heard on the radio somebody saying the other day, you know, have you ever heard yourself say so many times, um, I don't know? <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, it's the nature. But the one thing we do know is that our God loves us and that our God is with us and that nothing, nothing um, can stop that. Nothing can change that. Nothing can uh, minimize God's love for us and the ways in which we're called to revel in that love and also to share that love uh, with others and, and with God. So, Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Emma. I hope... Um you know, for our listeners, whatever is going on in your um, local space, state, community, whether you're able to go to church or not, whether you're able to go out and um, support Black lives, or you still have to stay home and do a lot of these things remotely. Um, yeah, just Jesus is with you in that in that moment and space, just as Father Mike said. Um, oh, bless you. <laughs> we hope this has been a, a, a good and fruitful episode for you. Um, you you, you got to end us with a prayer. Oh, sure. All right. Let's do that. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God of abundance, even in this time of um, so much unknown, um, uncertainty, um, even fear. Um, we ask that you would reveal your abundance, um, your greatness, your power, um, and your love for us in new ways. Show and teach us how we can get to know you more deeply, how we can work on our interior life in relationship with you. Um, when some of the normal outward rituals and ways of celebrating that are limited for us. Help us to get creative um, and to be open to your creativity uh, flowing through us. Remind us um, that we find peace and rest and fulfillment in you alone, Lord, um, no matter what comes, um, joys or sorrows, you are it for us. Remind us of that during this time. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Great. great. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another great episode of Friarside Chats. I encourage you to email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. And you can send those to me at erm13 at duke.edu. Um, and for more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, you can visit catholic.duke.edu. Fireside Chats is supported by many generous donors. Awesome, students. our awesome donors. We, 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 to our awesome donors, we say. That's right. That is right. We have mm -hmm. many, many awesome donors, even students, student donors um, who give regularly on a monthly basis. You're amazing as well as our parents, our alumni, and friends of Duke, um, many of whom are you, our listeners. Um, so, but if you're not currently a donor, uh, we encourage you to support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center by visiting catholic.duke.edu support. 
it's pretty easy, isn't it, Father Mike, once you go there? Oh my gosh, yeah. Michelle said, and you have set it up so that it's, it's really, really great. So easy. Um, but that's it. That's all we've got for you guys today. So hopefully we'll see you next time on Friarside Chats. See you, Queenie. And I'll just give you the, the quick one on the St. Peter question that you, uh, you did not ask for. St. Peter was introduced to Jesus by A, James, B, John, C, Philip, D, Andrew. Oh, thank goodness I didn't pick Peter. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, Philip or Andrew? It's Andrew, yeah. Andrew. It's brother Andrew.